I'm sorry. Finish your muffin. We won't get started yet. I don't want it. Yes, finish it. I don't want it. it. I've got shit to do. No, finish your muffin. Time is money, I'm motherfucker. Muffin is for <laughs> muffins are for winners. God damn it! You I don't are get a, a muffin winner. until I'm done with this <laughs> Just podcast. Just eat your goddamn muffin. Never. Nan, start the countdown. <laughs> it's not even here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of So Did You Like It, a film podcast to go with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts, but we're not going to be critics. We're not going to be throwing numbers at you. We're just co- two co-workers at the end of a movie asking, so did you like it? I am Sir Squaren, joined as always with my co-host. I am unqualified to light this here candle. Cause. Gross. And that's right. We checked out Hocus Pocus 2 to really end the spooky month with the best spooks. We got some plays out of you. We got some goofs, some gaffs, some gifts. But now we're back with the spooks. Kind of. A little bit. And I'm going to start this off with, like, just saying I did not expect the child actors to bring their A-game at the beginning of this film. But, man, do we start this movie off on a high note. They picked some good good child actors. They're both, like, two um, good, I guess, lookalikes to the actors. Well, I guess it's mostly makeup and hair. But still, you know, um, mm-hmm. but also yeah. really, really fantastic actors, and, and they really kind of show the personalities of the sisters. You know they were working closely with the with with the big three on this one. Probably. You know what, though? What? I think what's spookier than this movie is the implications of the Christmas Prince trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the last time. We're always going to be haunted Prince. by the Christmas Prince. We really just made ourselves watch three christmas movies this month the implications of the realm man oh All right. my gosh what are you gonna <laughs> tell me how dovey has something to do with the salem witch trials no it's not that far that's not that closely connected but this is <laughs> oh yeah it is salem isn't it yeah yeah this movie takes place in salem massachusetts just like in the first movie it's been 29 years and uh they should have just pushed uh, the movie out a year longer and just been like, bam, 30 years. Yeah? Is that what they should have done? Why 29? That's a horrible number. Because Disney didn't think it through when they were just like, all right, let's fund this movie. Oh, they probably had some bad PR, so they probably shoved this movie on along. It's like, here, this will make people forget we're a bad company. <laughs> Well, let's not get too far into that. Maybe we should just talk about the movie. There was a great interview that I saw as this movie was coming out with Sarah Jessica Parker talking about the first one. I forgot what she said ex- exactly, but it was something along the lines of like, yeah, I don't remember ever doing this movie, but like, I'll see clips of me in it, so I I must have been in it. Are you serious? Just like, cannot remember beautiful. Hocus Pocus at all? Yeah. She just It was just a thing she did. I don't think it was that big of a deal to her like it was <laughs> for a, everyone else. For every mother who was excited for this movie. To the generations that were born of this film, basically. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I We watched this movie together uh, this week, but we saw this movie the day it came out. Both of us watching it with our parents. Yeah, because... I know our more, moms wanted to watch it. I know more mothers that were excited about this sequel coming out than people who were the target demographic for the first one. Oh yeah, I the I the movie came out two years before I was born, 
And I still didn't grow up watching Hocus Pocus. I didn't see it for the first time until like a year ago, I think. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah. Like, so just the fact that Hocus Pocus 2 came out, I was just like, oh, hey, I saw this last year. Sure, let's check it out. I grew up watching it. My mom loved the shit out of it, as most moms did, I think. And so she would show it to us every once in a while. So, yeah, I saw it. It was fun. I think what happened was, like, as a kid, I was really easily spooked and scared. And I think I walked in on my mom watching, like, Practical Magic, and that scared me. So every time my mom would watch, like, a witch movie during the Halloween season, I'd just be like, no, I'm not going to go in there. I'm just going to go into my room, play with my toys. Pretend you're Harry Potter, because that's not scary magic. It's not scary magic, okay? I mean, like, there are some pretty scary concepts. It's like, we don't need to go into Dementors, and we don't need to talk about Harry Potter. I don't know. I don't know what a Dementor is, but it sounds fucked up. (laughs) I'm really happy that uh, Tony Hale is in this movie, because I'm just happy whenever he shows up in anything. Is that Buster Bluth? My question is just like, so you were just like, you think he just played another Buster Bluth in this movie? Um, no. It's just that's the role I associated him with the the most. But no, he's he plays a more competent character. But he's still just a quirky weirdo. So eh. yeah, he was all right. Hey, that role could have been anybody. But he does he does really sell a man who just wants the sweetness in life of one candied apple. <laughs> Sometimes you have that one treat in your life. That one that one treat that you've always loved. And then it gets taken away from you, and you'll never see it again. And we all have that treat. For me... I was about to say, I wholly understand that as a concept. <laughs> <laughs> For me, mine is... Uh, there was actually this like small area... like <laughs> It's a weird way to connect with this character, but there was a small like candy shop here in the city where like it was like by the river walk. And you could buy these, like, green apples that were dipped in chocolate but had, like, a layer of soft caramel inside as well. Best treat ever. So when this man came out, I really wanted this candy apple. In my head, I was just like, I fucking get you, dude, all right? I understand you. I would want this candy apple as well Is it if it invokes the same feeling I'm thinking about this delectable treat. I would 100% know exactly what candy shop you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> My brother used to work there, actually. It was pretty fucking rad. Every candy yeah, dude, like, like, those apples were so good! Those were, like, the best candy apples. So, you know what? Fuck the Sanderson sisters. This is all about Mayor Trask now. <laughs> all right. We're starting the Mayor Trask podcast? <laughs> it's not Hocus Pocus. It's, uh, Trask Master? I don't know. But, okay. Let's, let's get, let's... We, we... We've already got off topic a lot, but like let is let us let us talk about that opening sequence. It is really cool that we get to see a flashback of the Sanderson sisters as kids and like what led to them being a coven of witches. Especially since we now see that there was always a sense that like there will be one witch, but you always need more around you to like really work your magic and to have power. And the deeper your connection, it means the more powerful you are. And showing that really early with, like, Winifred Sanderson and how she would do anything to stay with her sisters and her sisters who didn't want her their big sister to disappear, it, it was nice. It was beautiful. And then we meet an evil person that totally is just like, hey, you're already pretty, like, questionable kids. Let me just push you over that edge into just, you know, murdering children and stealing their souls to live a long time. 
Yeah, you look gorgeous forever, and all it takes is just a, just a couple kids' souls. Like, I mean, come on. When it, it's not like they're using them. We get to see when Winifred meets Book for the first time, and then they learn about the Magicka Maxima spell that makes you the most powerful, and then the witch said bad things happen, so that way you know now when you learn the truth about it, that's what happened to that witch. So whenever that witch comes back as a villainess, she is the most powerful witch in existence. And even the book was like, no, I don't like that spell, man. That shit's fucked. It just makes me sad. <laughs> I gotta say, with the intro, when I was watching with my mom, uh-huh. I was like, I want to I wanna preface that every time I'm talking about <laughs> so it. When I was, when I was watching this movie with my mom, my mom uh, <laughs> I don't know, the moment that intro started with the whole, like, hey, look, you know, they're sisters and they care about each other, this and that, which... I don't know. Once that happened, I said, "Oh!" And they started doing like a background story for, or backstory for them. I was like, "Are they? Were they gonna do like a Cruella slash like Maleficent thing, where we need to find the, we need to make them sympathetic because it's gonna come back at the end?" I'm sort of was sort of right, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. My cynical brain kicked in and I was like, "Oh, okay, they're doing this so we can feel bad when they're defeated later, aren't we?" <laughs> of course, you have to. Because, well, remember, we can't just have them being villains now, like, absolute villains, because they already did that in the first movie, when they tried to steal every child in Salem to live past the sunset and forever. So, we had to change it up. There had to be different stakes. Why not make Winifred the most powerful witch in existence? I'm just, going back to your point, I'm I'm, I'm not using my soul. I'm going to... I'm gonna take from the wordy kids, the worthy kids, like witches on Tinder thing. If a witch came up to me and said she needed my soul, I'd give it to her. I'm not, I'm not using it. She needs it, man. It's just a little bit of she blood. Needs she needs it. Speaking of a little bit of blood, that's a I, that's also just a fun thing that happens. Like it's kind of expected at this point, so it's not surprising. But I just find it fun. When it's like you know, there's a recipe or a thing, a curse or whatever, and requires some, it requires blood. Uh, and then it's like you know, our characters all freaked out, like, oh no, oh god, they're gonna take the blood, and then just like they just little pinprick or a little like slash on like the hand palm or something. It's like there you go. Oh, you can go now. That's that's all we need. <laughs> just like no, they're gonna be able to find me with that. I'm sorry. It's it's hard for me to like with witches to like take them. I'm never really spooked by witches. The only time I've ever truly been spooked by like a witch film is The Witch by uh, Robert Eggers. So when we say spooky film, it's just like, we need to be honest here. It didn't spook us. The Sanderson sisters didn't spook us. But they did perform into our hearts. And that's the truth. Yeah. I do I do like that, you know, because they're naturally by the first movie and the second movie, I think even more so, they're, they're naturally goofy characters. They're silly. You don't really take them seriously. You know, okay, they're they're mm-hmm. scary in the way that oh, they actually did take one person's soul that we know of. Uh, but like, I do like in this one because it's like, yeah, they get too into like the whole singing, or they'll go, you know, it seems like our characters are like outsmarting them, and they do. But like, they outsmart them, and then they're like, all right, now is the time where we run. And like more than one occasion, they just pop up like right in front of them, like, and so I was a. I was like, okay, well, they're not that that easily duped, I guess, so that's good. (laughs) (laughs) That is weird. Like, how self-aware are the Sanderson sisters? And how much spatial awareness do they have? Uh, They're fucking Looney Tunes, dude. They're aware whenever it's 
funny Convenient or whatever. To the plot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is no consistency. Like at one point someone could just jump through like a spot black void in the floor and then just Looney Tune shit, man. I would have liked a little bit more Looney Tune shit in this. That's one thing about this, like, we, we don't actually get to see the Sanderson sisters do a lot of magic. Just some sparks, a musical number that hypnotizes the village, more sparks, and then, yeah, the the, the magic mix them. That's true. They make some shit float. Ooh. So they make shit float, and they have one of the best future-proof fucking spells that I think I've ever seen. What's that? She fucking... Throws the two kids in this little dungeon thingy, and then she has some kind of whoop-de-doo spell <laughs> that's like no one can hear you or see you. And we took the and stairs this, away. This spell, yeah, the stairs are gone. No one can hear them from the outside shouting, uh, and I don't think any knocking, any noise they do. They can't be heard. The spell, I imagine, was created before the advent of cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> this this lady being, you know, we're in modern times, this little girl, like, this smart, you know, rational brain you would have in modern times tried doing a FaceTime call with her friend or whatever, and this spell prevents her from being seen or heard. The screen is black and she can't hear him, so she thinks it's a butt dial. And that is how you future-proof your spells, people. <laughs> you don't know what technology is going to be later on, but you're prepared for it. I mean, that's true. That's true. I was very impressed with that. The fact that they were able to block cell phone signals, and not only cell phone signals, FaceTime signals. And you know how powerful FaceTime <laughs> signals have to be because they're so invasive to privacy. But yet, no, this 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 witch was able to defeat even the tech companies without even knowing about technology. True. It almost makes me think if, if they, for some reason, shouldn't have been able to see or hear each other either. <laughs> Wait, you know what? You know what? Maybe 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 she should have uh, admitted to herself that she didn't need the magic of Maximus spell. Winifred was already the strongest there was. Uh-huh. She should have just believed in herself more. That was her downfall. That's what I've discovered. But anyway, you know what beats uh future proof spells though? <laughs> What's that? Popery. Angelica leaves or something. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, sometimes if you set some potpourri on fire, spells are going to break apart. I mean, it's about time. It's not like potpourri's used for, for a goddamn thing otherwise. <laughs> we all know what it's for. Yeah, we got that one grandma who has it in her house or whatever, <laughs> one aunt. <laughs> and you just walk in and immediately you're just like, yep, smells like grandma's. They fucking, they fucking uh, fell for the stupid high beams on a car again. <laughs> assholes they even mention it in the movie about like oh we're not gonna get duped by a fake son fucking Buster Bluth coming home he's got his fucking high beams on for some reason and they thought they were getting taken away by the sun I'm like you fools <laughs> you did it again you've been taken for fools for s- this scoundrel has laid claim to you again oh god the more we talk about this movie out loud, the more I'm starting to realize what I think about this movie. I think so, too. <laughs> I think I'm getting a pretty firm impression the more I'm mentioning it. Yeah, the more I'm like... And I'm over here kind of just like... Well, first off, I, I do want to say some good stuff. I do actually like the ma- the the leads, too, in this movie. Uh, 
Becca and so there's Becca, there's other Becca, other Becca, and then popular uh, Becca. Yeah. So there's uh, Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. Sure. Uh which they're they make a fun trio of characters. They they help push the film along. You know, like it's not the worst. They they never have any bad moments. It's kind of fun too what they do with Cassie's boyfriend character too. Where it's just like, no, I'm not making fun of you. I just think it's weird, and I just wanted to say that. It's just like, do you not hear yourself? That is what making fun of people is. And then he has to like rethink his whole life in a moment. He's just like, oh no, I'm the bad guy. Which was, I guess, a choice you could make, and it was funny. It was zany, haha. It was zany. Though I did like the moment where Becca in the class uh, pretends to cast a spell on him by just naming vegan ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, I was an idiot in high school. I wouldn't have known what the fuck. I was like, she's casting some bullshit. Like, she's speaking, like, fucking Latin. <laughs> speaking that devil language right there. <laughs> <laughs> so I also would have fallen for such trickery. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. The, the main leads, they're fine. They play off of each other fine. I do like with, um... Boy, I don't know any of their names. Um, the one with the boyfriend. I do like the fact that, like, they kind of ostracize e- e- each other. Like, they're both, like, expecting, like, well, you should have made uh, a push, or you, sh- you should have, like, you know, uh, reached out kind of thing. Um, it's, I think, fairly realistic for, for a bunch of high schoolers. Who are just like weird and not communicating right? Yeah, yeah. No one actually saying what's wrong, mm. talking to each other. It was one of those situations where at the end of the movie, it's just like, yeah, if you guys just would have had a heart to heart, like just sit down and talk to each other, this could have been resolved in five minutes, most likely. But you didn't. So now we're over here being all angry and contentious with each other and thinking that. Uh, it's the end of their friendships now because one person got a significant other. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. He's kind of a little... He is annoying. I can understand. What's the deal with that, though? Like, it didn't seem like they were breaking up or anything was changed, so are they going to end up having... Well, now they... Yeah, they're going to be friends by understanding that Cassie... The other two need to understand that Cassie is in a different phase of their life now. So, like, <clears throat> they have a significant other that they need to share yep. their time with. But Cassie now understands that you cannot replace the time you spend with your friends. You can't just say, like, oh, yeah, if you just come hang out with my SO and their friends, it's like we're bo- we're all still hanging out like the old days. No, you still need to, like, separate your time. I feel like the relationship is a little bit more complicated than that, seeing as how she's now officially a part of a coven. Yeah, she is part of a coven of witches, but, you know, that's that's not a problem. You know, we can work around that. Again, separate your time. You know, a third of your day, you're a witch. Another third of your day, you're with your friends and witches. Another third of your... Like, an eighth of your day, go see your boyfriend, I guess. And sleep. These poor kids have so much to balance nowadays. <laughs> I didn't have to worry about being in a coven and balancing work time and friends and yeah, but you, all that. Now that you think about it, you kind of wish that you were having to balance being in a coven with everything else. Oh, that sounds exhausting. These kids, man, they, they're built different. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just I that just sounds like a whole nother level of exhaustion I'm not willing to take. 
You gotta, you gotta make sure to make the coven meetings and. Being oh, able to don't even, don't even get spells. me started about the coven fundraiser that we always have to do, and it's always a fucking bake sale. Why do we yeah. always have to do a bake sale? Like Mary, Jesus, I know these worked in 1750, but it's 2022. We gotta update the systems here. Ain't no creativity potion all up in this bitch. <laughs> That's right. Multi-level marketing scams. This is how we are going to push <laughs> this coven into the future. Great. I love that we went from the NFTs to multi-level marketings. We're going to just do some MLMs now. <laughs> hey, man. It, it sounds like something that would be evil for a coven to do, right? Like, yeah, along actually. the right lines here, you know? Selling magic <laughs> bullshit potions does sound like an MLM thing. So. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Like, you see, it's like the whole Mary Kay structure. Like, they give out a set of potions that they sell to, like, other people while telling them, you know, like, yeah, of course. Like, you're going to make your own money, but you give your shares back to me. Just remember you're, that part. You ready to be your own boss, everyone? <laughs> you ready to be your own boss, but then also have a boss? You want to make your own hours? <laughs> but then also get yelled at when you're not working enough hours. You're making it sound less appealing. Listen, we're trying to sell this thing. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. But remember, when you work your own hours, that means you can plan your own lunch. That's crazy. I don't plan my own. Oh, yeah, yes, I do. Never mind. Good, <laughs> <laughs> um, good, good things. Uh, I like the Roombas. The Roombas coming back around was a genuine, like, like oh, I forgot about those things. I thought it was a one-off gag. Because they did the, the scene in the first one where, like, they got the brooms, but there was no broom left over for, I want to say her name's Mary. Um, yeah. And so she has a, she rides a vacuum in the old one, an old bag vacuum, like a big fucking dirt devil motherfucker looking thing yeah, um, yeah, yeah and so she flies on that and it's a silly little you know joke they have well in this one we got a broom a swiffer and two roombas and it was <laughs> it was so our our witch lady can say cowabunga which i don't know where she picked that up whatever uh they have tmnt in hell okay you know that sounds right it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah we talked about this you can watch teenage mutant ninja turtles in hell but it's only teenage mutant ninja turtles 3 i'm gonna get back to talking about hell in a bit i'm talking about roombas <laughs> right now but, so she goes off she's skating on two roombas they make a joke oh they got a mind on their own and later on it's like yeah it's like while they're just walking around the roombas are just like eating popcorn at the fair or some shit and then I thought that was it. I thought that was they were on like a cute little Roomba date. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. I didn't think about that. I guess I didn't ascribe too much sentience to the Roombas. But yeah, <laughs> the, the, yeah. I thought that was it. I was like, okay, it's a funny little one-off joke. It's silly, you know. Just a you know, make a mention to the old one and update it a bit. Funny, cute. And then they get the part where like they get tricked into yeah, walking into a salt or getting you know surrounded by a salt circle. The kids got them trapped. They can't escape, and they're just like, "Well, shit." Are they just they if they're stuck there till the clock runs out and the sun comes up, they're fucked. But then, lo and behold, the Roombas somehow found their way to them, and yep, they just start cleaning around the salt circle. And I thought, you know what? 
You've earned this moment. I like it. <laughs> the Roombas earned this moment. Yes. The Roombas are the most likable character. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to say when I saw the Roomba joke, I was just like, that sounds about right. That sounds like what was <laughs> expected. Also, but while watching this movie for a second time, I do, I do want to say they do tease Becca's powers more than I thought they would. That I just, like, I... I just didn't pick it up at first, but then I see it more and more where it's just like, oh yeah, her her hand will glow blue in certain situations. That's about it. Yeah. That is the witch yeah. power. Yeah, blue hands. Blue hands! Wait, the blue man group. Oh, I have questions. I mean, there's three of them. Oh, no! Hmm? Oh, no! <laughs> I always knew they were magical. I always knew they used foul arts to make such beautiful music out of Pipes! They've bewitched you before, sir. They'll do it again. <laughs> With their shenanigans and chicanery. Look at the shenanigans. I must say, that Walgreens scene goes on for far too long. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, it does! Yeah. We go in there, we talk about... We, we start eating some face skins and some lotions and shit. We take some selfies with kids. We kill the power. We talk about the automatic doors, which, I don't know, the automatic doors thing has been done to death. I mean, I, uh, like everyone else as a child, uh, used the force to open those doors, but we had to have it in there because... Because every time. time a time travel joke <laughs> has to be made, it's always mm-hmm. it's always just sliding doors. How, how pampered are we in our life that sliding doors are so mundane that we're like, oh, we get it. We get it. <laughs> you okay. don't have to push a door open. <laughs> This isn't your home. This is a business. <laughs> uh, we did the selfies. We also looked in the mirror to see the funny little warped mirrors and all that goofy shit. Um, and then, yeah, it went on for far too long. It wasn't incredibly long, but it felt like it. Yeah. The musical number was nice, though. Which one? They did a musical number in the in the Walgreens? Uh, Not the... Not the one in the Walgreens, but, like, after the Walgreens sequence, like, because when talking about, like, tired old jokes, even in this film, like, they're going to recycle stuff that they did in the first movie, so I am saying that just, like, even though that sequence went a little too long, at least their performance sequence wasn't too bad. Oh. Yeah, I actually... That's just what I'm saying. I actually think the witches are back was way better than them doing the one way or another. We were running wild and so reviled, raising Cain until we got exiled. But times are changing, now we're on the attack. Yeah, the spell is gonna hit you, cause the witches are back. Witch, witch, the witches are back. Who are they performing for? Uh, but then they cut it off because they have to show, like, hey, look, they're they're not get, letting the kids get away kind of thing. Um, and it's like, that's why they immediately went into a musical number. They knew children were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess so. I mean, think about the lore thing. I just didn't, in my head as a cynical-ass adult, I guess, of course, we got to do a song and dance and all that. But then the one on the stage, eh, okay, sure, the song is relevant. I don't know. I think I put a spell on you, had much better pop in the first one yeah it is that is true it's a spookier song but just in general yeah the more we talk about this movie the more i'm over here just like yeah (laughs) i i 
It's Hocus Pocus. Like, Hocus Pocus 2, it's just Hocus Pocus with kids instead of uh, defeating them with smarts, they defeat them with magic. Yeah, who needs to outsmart Like, they are clever. Like, they do outsmart them in certain situations, but instead of just outsmarting them, they also have magic. Yeah. At least Billy Butcherson does get some value. Yeah, I didn't really need him to be in this one, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess, sure. I guess he just was like, well... Yeah, you put Billy Butcherson, but not the greatness of Thackeray Binks? He went to heaven with his sister. Pull him back! What? <laughs> Bitch is giving him some rest. He's going on. Back in a black cat. Who cares? <laughs> we can't let a soul with the name of Thackeray Binks go. I love, I do, you know, as much as I don't give a shit about bringing Thackeray Binks back, I'm like, yeah, whatever. We got another cat. Look, he's fine. He doesn't talk, but he's just a cat. It's fine. I do love the absolute vitriol that fucking that voice actor or that, that actor would put and he was like, oh, yeah, I had to wait for a virgin to light a candle. It's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Which we bring up the virgin thing in this one, but we don't have as much spite. There's not as much, like, virgin shaming. Tra- yeah, not as much virgin shaming in this one as we did in the first one. The first one went fucking hard. Yeah, no, when the, the, the main character's younger sister was just, like, just going hard against him for being a virgin. Just like, of course my virgin brother would light this candle. It's just like, you're you're like six, like, kid. And he's like you, seven, 12. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to say this is a point. That's a point for the, for the old one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? You know what? There should have yeah. been more virgin shaming. That's right. I'm saying it here. so. <laughs> Everyone should have been making fun of Becca. <laughs> no, yeah, I no, don't think that would have gone no, over. That, so would well. have, that wouldn't have gone well. That wouldn't have gone well. And at least they pointed out in the first movie too, like the whole thing where it's just like when Gilbert finds out the character Gilbert finds out that uh, Sanderson sisters are back. It's just like I'm so sorry I tricked you. Like I just couldn't light the candle myself because you know obviously it wouldn't work. Because, like, he's an adult. And that just is, uh, Becca's reaction was just like, oh, gross! <laughs> yeah, which is, you know, what you would expect a kid, how a kid would react. But I'm like, hey, my man, Gilbert, way to go! Yeah, good for you, Gilbert. Good for you to not be able to light the Black Fame candle. <laughs> it's just he learned about that side of it too late to where he was just like, ah, oh, well, I can't help them now. <laughs> I'd like to think that it came down to a choice where he was like, hmm, this might be my only opportunity. Uh, oh, yeah, let me start grooming children to believe in me so they'll light this candle for me. No, I just met him having a chance to get laid, where he's just like... He's like <laughs> I'm so sorry, I guess so. Dude, he's just like, I didn't realize. He's at a chance, he's like at a party or something like that, and someone's like laying it on thick for him, and he's just like... I nearly need to light that candle, but... <laughs> I could just get a kid to do it. <laughs> I'm just imagining this sequence playing out now, and it's just like that internal struggle in his head, just like, bring back some all-powerful witches, finally know what it's like. 
bring back some more powerful witches. And then when the light goes off, he's just like, I will do, I will find a plan B. <laughs> oh, hell, I can find a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I can see why Disney didn't want that in the movie. Listen, you made the right choice, Gilbert. Oh man! Wow, there were there were certain ways that uh, this conversation could have gone, and this was not one of them I was thinking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, so not only did they, did they mention that, he also they also like make the funny little joke. That was another silly part, you know. That that was I mean, it's a kids' movie. It was funny mm-hmm. that they even broached it at all, where the kids like, "What's a virgin?" And he's like, bah, bah, bah. "Someone who's never lit a candle before." There you go. And I'm like, as an adult, I'm there like, good fucking save, though. That kid is going to go home that day and light some candles at home and be like, I'm not a virgin anymore, ma. <laughs> and he's, he's going to get the shit slept out. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the heckler during his performance. I was just like, I don't understand that. Like, with like heckling and stuff like that in audiences. Where it's just like, when you start doing that, it's just like, did you not want to be here? Did you not, like, make a choice to be here? If you don't want to be here, leave. Like, you don't have to make your opinions just shout it out for everyone else who's just, like, obviously having an okay time while you're over here just like, oh, let me just, let me just, like, quash this nerd real quick. There are situations where you can find yourself being there but not wanting to have been there. But I don't know. That That is true. But you don't, you could also just leave yeah or you could just shut up and let people enjoy themselves yeah you could let other people live their lives instead of making sure everyone else knows that you're having a terrible time yeah i I think i think this guy's right (laughs) (laughs) i think i'm gonna drag the whole room down with me you know feels right that way and it makes me nervous for any future movies we watch when you're just like "Mm, no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to be watching a movie with you and you're just you just tell me you know you could just leave right? <laughs> that's right I can't actually say that damn it <laughs> well I'm sorry to tell you this but I think there might be an urban cowboy too that we're gonna I'm just kidding oh fuck who would they even yeah never mind <laughs> don't ask questions <clears throat> you don't want answers to so yeah about that Billy Butcherson eh? he Gets the lines other than what was the only line he had in the movie was like go to hell bitch or something. Yeah, he gets to talk in this one. Maybe it's because he's a zombie, but he kind of walks and talks a little bit like <laughs> Jack Sparrow to me. I'm just saying. Well, you you sleep for five hundred years and not walk a little stiff. And well, it's more of an indictment on Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I think. You know, I didn't think about it like that, but now I can understand your meaning. <laughs> but. You're right, though. I do I do get that. Like, They really wanted him to just be able to explain that he wasn't Winifred Sanderson's lover, that like they shared one kiss. So like he could have some like validation for his, his past. But it was also one of those things where it's just like no one actually believed. I, I never believed they were lovers. It kind of just seemed like a really weird situation. Because like, even Sarah said in, like, the, something along the lines in the first movie that... Like, that wasn't the case. Yeah. I think she's just a jealous, control- a controlling person. 
Um, and then we needed to set the record straight, which, I don't know, it was a reason to have him in here, and uh, he doesn't take away from the movie, he's fine. Him and, uh, Bernard, or whatever the fuck his name was again, they, they have a fun little, like, uh, comedy duo thing going on. Buddy cop thing. Yep, yep. Like the moment where they, like, uh, confer together. Yeah. And they're, like, trying to, like, win prizes. Oh, because one of the things they need is, like, a petrified spider. And they win a fucking plushy, squeaky mm-hmm. spider. I'm like, that doesn't... This These witches' <laughs> rules are very, very loose. It works. It works. Well, he counts as a head of a lover, even though he's like, it was one kiss, goddammit. Hey, sometimes that's all that needs for the spark of love. Or obsession. They're kind of the same emotion. I'm just saying these these witches rules they're a little they're a little too loose you could just be like ah do a drawing of a spider oh i'm sorry do you do does magic need more centralized rules for you it's a petrified spider it's not a fucking plastic <laughs> fuzzy little bullshit thing made of polyester man <laughs> wait maybe you realize that magic is just manifestation of intent and will so yeah maybe a plushy bullshit spider would work that's what i'm saying at this point we could just draw like a little spider and just like there you go <laughs> yeah no it's it is it is kind of bullshit it is it just means that their magic is inherently silly we never really cover what happens to like the the kids from the first one like any of them, the kids that were locked up in the cages at the end, or the kids, the main kids who helped the guy and his sister, whatever. They go on to leave Salem to leave their source of their trauma and go into therapy. All right. Like that. That is that is probably what would happen. What would you, what, you done? What happened to the kids that were in the cages? Were they let out of the cages? Not by the end. I think they show at the end of the credits they're still in the cages. Like hello. Anybody? They even mentioned it in this movie when they come back to life, or the sisters come back to life, and they're like, retrace our steps, what happened? She was like, oh, we had the, the boys in the cages, and we had the book, and then the fake sunlight. It's like, yeah, you did have them boys in the cages. What happened to them boys? <laughs> oh. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, no. Uh, is there a dark secret of Salem that they don't want to talk about from 1993? <laughs> about how three boys were found dead in a cage? Yeah, yeah, what's his name? Bartholomew or whatever never mentions any skeletons when he's cleaning the place up. So at least they got they got three kills under their belt. Good job, Sanderson sisters. You're really racking up those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. If I'm watching a horror movie and it's like, motherfucker, Jason hasn't killed someone since, like, the 1600s, and then he killed two people in this movie? Are you for real? Oh. <laughs> Though, admittedly, a movie where Jason was in the 1600s sounds rad as fuck now. That would be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Especially if, you know, he has to replace his... He just he gets a blacksmith to make, like, a knight's helm that looks like a hockey mask. My God. <laughs> We're writing fanfic again. All right, let's do this. So, <laughs> I mean, one of his old designs was just a burlap sack on his head. Yeah, he could hit the burlap sack, but he would have his, like, broken mask and, like, be wildly gesturing to, <laughs> like, <laughs> let the guy know that he needs, 
you know, something that looks like this. I like the idea that he's just like, I mean, I want to kill, but... Mask. I need the look. <laughs> the kill isn't kill isn't complete without the look. Um, shit. What else is there to say about this movie? <laughs> Becca threw an uh, or Cassie threw an unsanctioned party, and she got and Becca ratted her out. That was a bitch move. Yeah. What a fucking narc, man. <laughs> yeah, like even if you're trying to save your best friend's life, like wow, really gonna narc on your best friend like that? Really ruined her life by saving her life. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Do we ever meet Becca's parents? No, we don't meet Izzy's parents either. Yeah, I'm just like, because in the other one, like, the parents were kind of, well, not really central, but like, the They're parents... They're not the mayor of the town. Yeah, okay, yeah. We got that one, so she's got a parent, and that, hence why I guess they wanted to use her blood. They had no problem with the mayor, and the fact that the mayor looked like the fucking priest or whatever the fuck that they swore vengeance against from back Reverend in Trask. The fact that he looks exactly like him and was a descendant, they're like, all right, we want to get this fucking guy. But then when the moment they, she's like, oh, he has a daughter. All right, forget this fucking guy. Let's take her blood. <laughs> like, was it just you wanted the most recent successor? I thought it like, really meant something, the fact that he looked exactly like the guy that had them hung. Yeah. Maybe there was just too much trauma in that in that face. We couldn't, we couldn't afford more Buster Blues. <laughs> <laughs> we, these were as many scenes as he would do after that he realized he was too good to be in this movie was he yeah. <laughs> uh, we get a funny snippy scene well like I mean because we see the Sanderson sisters are like um, are very famous especially around Salem so you know we got a bunch of kids dressing as them we got people at a party and then we even have like a drag queen uh, look-alike competition? Well, it's not that it's like a drag queen look-alike competition. It's just a Sanderson look-alike competition. Well, there are some drag queens that are there participating. Oh, okay. It's just the fact that, like, when, uh, you know, the actual Sanderson sisters themselves came on and, like, the guy, I think the main announcer or whatever called them fellas, and we had that one team that was drag queen and we had that one team that had, like... Kids. Uh, that one team that had, like, I think some in drag, not all. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it was anybody. I love that moment with Bette Miller. It's like lose the teeth, and the, <laughs> the queen was like, "Mind your own business." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good sequence. Uh, and then yeah, they lost it, and then they're sore losers. But then they get their song on. So the spell she puts on, because you know they when they sing, they enchant in in enchant people, entrance mm-hmm. them. And mm-hmm. so in the first one with the whole I put a spell on you, all it was was just, you know, hey, keep all the all the uh, adults distracted and they'll just party until they're like exhaust or, you know, fall from exhaustion kind of thing while they take care of whatever they need to do to take the children's souls or whatever. In this one, they set them out with a specific spell that was find the mare, which is why they sing one way or another. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Get you, whatever. I'm gonna rip you. I'm gonna kill you and eat yeah. you. Yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I was getting at. Cause like the main part of the song is finding him, sure, but they changed lyrics in the song to say like I'll get you and gouge you or whatever, poke you. And so yeah, they were planning on sticking him and you know kidnapping him and, and cutting him open so they could get his blood and shit. 
So eventually, when the villagers, or villagers, with the townsfolk all go out dancing in a weird flash mob dance to go find the mayor, they find him, play a game of tag where like a couple of them like tag him, and then everyone goes about back to their own business. How come no one stabbed him? <laughs> At least with a needle. Did no one have just a pin on them or something? Yeah, I feel like this this spell was not. You know, well, the other one was future-proof. This one was not well thought out. No, I don't think they really, really came together on this one. And then, because the, um, I guess even if that wasn't the case, and it was just supposed to be a search party, they go out searching with the flash mob, and eventually they're like, "This is too slow. Fuck it. We're just gonna, we're gonna go look." And then they end up somewhere the fuck else. While the flash mob actually does find him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. Kind of like they were told to. I think I think it was just Winifred was just too afraid. They didn't want to face that trauma like that. Nah. I don't know. I think it was very poorly done and kind of pointless scene because we wanted to have them do another song and dance sequence. I don't know what else I can say about Hocus Pocus 2, but I do have something I can say about A Christmas Prince, and that is uh, the Queen Mother Helena is the same actress that played uh, the Queen of the Borg in the Star Trek Next Generation movies. Why are we talking about the poor? So just think about that. She definitely tried. She definitely tried. She definitely tried to seduce the Picard. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I had to mention that because we never mentioned it during it. And then no, I found that out and I was just like, oh shit, I got to throw this in somehow. Gone, but I can't let it <laughs> It always comes fingers. back. <laughs> so anyway, so did you like it, Cass? Uh, eh, not really. I mean, it, it's it was just a silly, goofy movie. One of those, as we're finding out now, the more you think about it, the more it's really not any good. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a silly movie you get yeah. on there. You have distract your kids or your mom or whatever. Put it on for your kid or your mother so that way they're nice and distracted and you can go about doing your business, you know? Yeah, yeah, that is true. But beyond that, meh, I don't know. I, admit, I have, It's been a long time since I saw the original one, so I'd love to see it now and see, like, well, does that even hold up or meh? But, meh, ultimately, nah, I don't eh, it's. <laughs> I think I had more of an internal struggle on whether or not I was going to say I like the Christmas Prince 3 over this movie. Uh, So, Square, did you like it? No. No, I didn't. Now that I have talked about it with you, like there's been a lot of low energy to this episode, like, and it's been pretty obvious. And it was just because, as we were talking about the movie, the more we just kind of it sat with us. I was just like, this wasn't really for us. I'm sure there, like, this is an enjoyable pe- film for people, like, uh, but for us, like, this just it didn't click for me. It just it just didn't. I, I did like certain aspects of the film, but overall, I was just kind of bored. Alrighty then. I mean, like, yeah, I feel so bad. Like, like my mom was so excited for this movie. They waited like 29 years for this movie, and at the end of it, I'm just like, yep, that wasn't that good. Alright, well, there you go. There's there's the other review part of this. My mom liked this movie. Yeah, my mom did too. Yeah. She did. <laughs> so there you go. As soon as as soon as uh, we were done watching it, she watched Hocus Pocus. But for me, I'm I'm gonna have to pass on watching this movie again. Yeah, same. So what do you got going on in your life now that you're back like healthy and hale? Oh man, I've been sick as shit. Jeez. <laughs> <Yeah>, <laughs> um. 
So yeah, we're going back to streaming. Probably uh, gonna extend Spooky Month into November because I missed a whole bunch of spooky shit. Didn't catch this spooky shit November, which is what I'm gonna call it from now on when referring to it. Spooky shit November. That's right. Spooky shit November. <laughs> um, starting November at uh, Second Respawn. Twitch.tv forward slash Second Respawn. That's the number two and D in the word respawn. Um, I don't have anything in front of me or any of the stuff that Nan usually shows me to say what we're doing, but we're gonna play some spooky shit in November. I'm joined by the reanimated skeleton of Sir Squarin. You can catch him at twitch.tv forward slash Sir Squarin. That's Sir S-Q-U-A-R-I-N. That is spreading some misinformation, sir. I am human. You're saying you don't have a skeleton. Do humans have skeletons? Speaking like a person who's never had a skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I am spreading misinformation. Sorry, this is the weird alien thing. <laughs> Oop from another world who claims to be Sir Squaron. <laughs> Squaron. <laughs> that man, Warriors of Virtue, really stuck with you in a certain way, didn't it? It really did. I will never <laughs> say the name Ryan the same ever. Or any way you can get away with that pronunciation of any word close to it's it. It's true. Listen, Komodo <laughs> is 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 my muse, my mentor. <laughs> He is my Plato, my Socrates. Exactly. <laughs> so you this want to podcast. Talk about words of virtue for half an hour. Fuck it, it's turning into like just a yearly watch of Warriors of Virtue. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, as you can tell, this professional podcast <laughs> comes out edited weekly every week. By our uh, good friend Tucker, who puts a lot of work into it. You can follow him on Twitter, at TuckerWins, or on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Tucker underscore wins. He plays some chess. He plays some Fortnite. He plays some D&D, too. Check him out. He does a lot of fun stuff. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, really anywhere you can find podcasts. And if you like what you hear, don't be afraid to share. Uh, but for now, that's going to wrap up our uh, October month. What you can look forward to for the next four weeks as we go into November is going to be King Kong, Clash of the Titans, all four of the Wallace and Gromit shorts, and A Corpse Bride. As we go into a small study of uh, stop-motion animation and some of the films that have come from that certain genre. But uh, until then, that's going to be it for us. Yeah. Can we go back to Aldovia? Let's go back to Aldovia. <laughs> 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 Simon Duxbury, please come back to me. <laughs>